0: You ready to edit this out? You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas
1: Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. No, 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 this is no, gonna be huge. huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. i just take the contact. I'll bring it back. I'm running on the
0: fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that this that this that jerk with the mask. <laughs> Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com and I am joined as always by my co-host, the editor, of Smoking Cuban, writer at Mavs.com and the last man on Let's Go for Wins Island. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
2: <laughs> I am still on the island. I think there's I think there's some other people still on. The He's really not, guys. He's really not. Isaac, I am
0: you are more satisfied after a map's loss when you look at the tank standings than you are after a win.
2: No. Yeah, you are. You he- I think you hesitated. I, no, I think of, I think of different things after a loss more than more than like a win. Like whenever after the game right now, some people immediately think of standings. I immediately think of who played well and like them as human beings.
0: I'm such a basketball purist. I just appreciate the game on a different, on a different, like, spiritual level than the rest of you.
2: I'm not saying we can differ. That's fine. I'm just saying, like, if Barnes goes out, I'm just being straight up honest. If Barnes goes out and drops 35 points and they come away with a win, I'm thinking about Harrison personally, knowing what he put in in the game to have a good game and i'm like i'm happy for him i'm happy for them to have the satisfaction because of the work they do put in to come away with the win and i'm happy with like some of the young guys that are busting their butt if we do win then probably some of these young guys like Consworth or motley that are trying to make it that we talk to all the time i'm happy for them so like that's the first i'm not dumb i get the standings but Just how my mind works, I think, on a personal level before, like, a journalistic basketball level. And that goes much deeper in, like, a different subject. But, like, that's just how my mind works. Give me the losses. I'm okay with it.
0: Because without (laughs) the losses, the Mavs would not be four in the lottery right now. So... We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the the tank rankings, the standings right now. We're also going to talk about uh, Dirk Nowitzki is having surgery on his left ankle. JJ Barea also out for the year with a strained left oblique. We will talk about those things. Uh, We're also going to talk about Hassan Whiteside today, as promised. So we will get to that. We will have a whole big conversation about whether we want Hassan Whiteside on the team, whether it's possible, feasible, how it could be done. So we will give you the entire rundown on that situation. And then at the very end, we will talk about the Kyrie Irving situation. Our guys from Locked On Celtics have a clip that we're going to be playing for you uh, where they explain everything. They give you the whole rundown, and then uh, we'll talk about it at the very end there. So let's get started right away. Dirk Nowitzki having surgery on his left ankle. They're calling it, and this is from uh, Mark Stein, the, uh, the New York Times himself, a surgical debridement of his left ankle.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all the Mavericks announced in their official statement was that exact um, that exact thing, so Which essentially means that they're
0: removing foreign objects from his ankle, which if you think hard about it, his whole ankle is a foreign object, so
2: <laughs> he
0: would. Just kidding. He's lived here longer than he's lived in Germany. Isn't that crazy yeah, that's to think true. about? He was drafted when he was nineteen, and now he's in his twentieth season in the NBA.
2: That's 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 crazy. Everyone's still
0: gonna call him the big German, but he's lived in Dallas for longer. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a weird thing that like you're always from where you were from where you're growing up? Like you're always gonna be from Kentucky. I'm always gonna be from Ohio. But like, yeah, like my wife. I mean, she she was
2: born in Brazil, moved here, moved to the states when she's like eight or nine. So, but she's always Brazilian. I mean, her, she speaks Portuguese and all that stuff. So like, she's always a Brazilian ethnicity-wise, but...
0: Like where you say this is, is where I'm from. You know what I mean? For her, yeah. it's probably always going to be Brazil. Yeah. Uh, for you and my wife, it's going to be Kentucky. <laughs> you know, like, it's just yeah. weird that even though, like, eventually I will spend time in one place more than I spent time in Ohio,
2: that that's weird. Anyway. It's kind of like when you make the transition of what you call home. Like...
0: Yeah, I'm in that right now because I like keep now we, I, I keep saying
2: home, like going back to
0: see my parents, but I haven't lived there for like eight years.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like the last time we last time we went home for like Christmas or something to Kentucky, yeah. we were about to leave and I'm like, yeah, it's time to go home now, and I was like, oh crap, Dallas is
0: this is home. I'm actually leaving Dallas home. Is home. I'm, like, I'm
2: leaving home. <laughs>
0: Why am I doing this? I don't think I'm gonna stay.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, that's random tangent.
0: So uh he's having surgery it's elect, it's you know he's selecting to have it now he could have had it at the end of the year he was playing on it apparently you know for the last you know couple weeks or so and uh mark stein said that's one of the reasons why he was uh slowed down it, it would really affected his his movements especially on defense that's what mark stein said he
2: just the other day of pregame he just like bounced it and smacked the backboard and dunked it in the same motion so I I view it just like the Nurlins thing. If we were pushing for the playoffs, he probably wouldn't have it. Um but it's just he's getting it taken care of and for the people, you know, it it looks like it's, you know, holding a lot of weight for next season and coming back next year and putting a lot of gas in the tank for that momentum to come back. If
0: this was just like the Nurlands thing Dirk's about to have a real chill summer.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, also, Mark Stein said that the surgery is expected to improve Nowitzki's chances of playing next season. So, yeah. that's good news.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you know, we saw a bunch of different reports on it. Uh, the paper talked about it. McMahon tweeted out about it, Mark Stein. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know, someone were talking about just it gives him a head a head start to the summer of getting back and being fully ready for training camp,
0: so he can go ride his bike in the uh, the fields of of Dover or wherever he was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, it. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk on it, but you're glad he's getting taken care of, and you know. As a fan, you hope that this isn't it. I mean, everything's pointing, everybody's reporting that he's going to come back, but, you know, you hope that that isn't it, that we, you know, we do get to see him again, so. Oof,
0: that would be rough if we have seen Dirk Nowitzki's last game and that was it, like.
2: Yeah, but everything looks like it's pointing towards him coming back. That's where everybody's reporting, so. We've been saying that Leave it at that. And, um. Just wait till the summer until we see uh, what happens with that contract wise and you know what he what he come back for.
0: If that was it though, his last game was fourteen points against in in a win against the uh, Trailblazers. So, oh yeah, at home. How about that? And we were there.
2: Hmm. We were there. Is uh,
0: true. JJ Barea also going to be out for the last four days, uh, essentially meaning that or the last four games, essentially meaning he gets to go to Puerto Rico earlier than he expected. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess they
0: still have to do exit interviews. I think they're, uh, next
2: Wednesday. Yeah. Next Wednesday. Or
0: this, th- this upcoming Wednesday. <laughs> My Bluetooth yeah, speaker the, is just talking to me.
2: <laughs> they actually get an extra day off and it, the season ends on Wednesday. A lot of teams play on Wednesday. Their last game's on Tuesday. So... They get an extra day to get the heck out of there, get these exit interviews out of the way, and most of them are taking a plane the next day, or or that day. They're like straight yeah.
0: going straight from the from the exit interviews and getting Some out of Island. dodge. So uh, yeah, JJ is out now. Dirk's out. I'm pretty sure they're going to find a reason for you know Dennis and Harrison Barnes to be out still. <laughs> but it's just amazing how many players are now out. Uh, and I've been seeing all these people come up and say, "Oh, look at what the Mavs sat, blah blah blah." The Mavs season is is like it's over. <laughs> it's it's over. They don't want these guys to get injured. They want to take care of some of this stuff. Like, what if they throw Harrison Barnes out there for all these games, these back to backs and stuff? And in a, in the second night of a back to back, he tears his ACL. You know, like it's just it, it's meaningless games. Like, yeah, of course, it has another effect where you are, you know tempting to lose games at at times and you're, you're like this, that, you know, the losing helps us a little bit, a little more, but there's also the, the idea of we want to preserve these guys because there is going to be a season next year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Harrison's a little bit harder to, um, Defend because he doesn't have any like injury or anything. You know, Dennis, they can continue to play the card of Oh, we're just still monitoring his knee and all <laughs> this stuff. The, from so. the
0: ACL he tore like four years ago, three years <laughs> ago.
2: Back when he was like eight years old. <laughs>
0: By the way, somebody shared one of those uh if you didn't love me at at oh this, gosh. then you don't deserve me at this with Dennis. It was a picture, I'm pretty sure from high school. He looks the exact same. So I don't know <laughs> I don't know why they they shared that. Dennis retweeted it. Uh, but yeah, he looks the exact same. He's probably, he's a little bulkier, but other than that, he's like the same guy. So, it failed, listen. If you, ta- if you tag
2: me in a picture on Twitter and put me like I'm in it and I'm not, know that if it's a good tweet, that's cool. You got my attention, and I'm probably gonna. I might if I like it, I'll retweet it or something like that. See, that's all people are gonna hear.
0: They're not gonna hear this next part.
2: But I'm gonna take my name right off of it. So just like I did that one the other day. I clicked on the tweet, remove the tag, and remove my name from it. It's cool. I'm glad you're getting a lot of like Twitter love, but I started getting all these notifications for this thing, and I'm like, I didn't say anything, and it was this random other person's tweet that put tag me in it. All right, we're done with
0: Grumpy Isaac. Okay, uh, in the tank standings, Brooklyn won last night. They are now 26 and 53, meaning they are pretty much in seventh. Uh, and I don't think the Mavs could fall past seven or even go to seven um because much two
2: yeah pretty much two wins ahead of the mavericks so exactly mavericks win in two more games could, but still got that phoenix game but doesn't look like it
0: yeah that's not likely and uh sacramento plays memphis tonight i believe on, on friday as you're listening to this and we listen everyone everyone listen right now we do, Put on your Zach Randolph jerseys. As Mavs fans, we do, <laughs> wait, which one?
2: <laughs> Ooh.
0: <laughs> as Mavs fans, you do not want Memphis to win. You're rooting for Sacramento. It does okay. not help you. Because Memphis is at twenty one wins and fifty seven losses. There's no way the Mavs can catch them uh unless Memphis like wins out. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, Memphis will like have to win out and even then the Mavs would be tied with them, I think. Uh, because they would have to get three more wins, and so we want Sacramento to to win to to push that that gap, uh, because Sacramento's at six right now and Dallas is at four. Uh, we want Sacramento, or Orlando, those teams to win. I don't even think they can catch Atlanta. It would be Atlanta would have to throw together like some kind of winning streak, <laughs> two games, three yeah. games for Dallas to pass them. And so we we just I think four is where where that's your goal right now. Uh, and that sound means we're going to move on to our next segment. <laughs> One more thing I wanted to say in the, in our uh, news section is that uh, Donovan Mitchell, man, he just knocked the Clippers straight out of the playoffs. They got the Clippers got their thirty seventh uh, loss today, and they're done. Like <laughs> that's kind of it because it is so close in the West right now, and uh, Donovan Mitchell's amazing. Speechless. Isaac's absolutely speechless.
2: Oh, are we still going? You froze on my screen. Or what are we talking about that's speechless?
0: I was talking, I was talking about, <laughs> that's really funny. I was talking about how Donovan Mitchell was so good. And then I was
2: like, you're just speechless. He's speechless. He's speechless. <laughs> I love Donovan Mitchell. So yeah, that fit it perfectly. I just, I'm just speechless. He's over just here. Completely speechless. So
0: there you go. That's our new segment. Again, Dirk having surgery; he's out for the year. Berea uh, with a left oblique strain; he's out for the year. And in uh, Brooklyn, one, which is good for us. And then you want Sacramento to win tonight. All right. Moving on. Hassan Whiteside, Isaac. All right. Hassan Whiteside is upset. He is he is upset about his situation in Miami right now. He does not like the minutes he's getting. Uh, he is getting sat in the fourth quarter and overtime of games. He is playing a lot less minutes than he he wanted. A lot of the last couple of games, he's played just 20 minutes, which for a guy that's 28, like in the prime of his career, for a guy that that bounced around for you know a lot to start his career. I mean, he's kind of the Jeremy Lin of centers. Like he bounced to he bounced here and there, and he played he barely played 50 games before he. Uh, you can call him the Jeremy Lin, or you can call him the Seth Curry, of. Uh, of centers he bounced around a lot and then he just had that massive breakout year Uh, not last year but the year before then he signs this huge deal that the Mavs almost signed him to Uh, but he signed it with Miami and now he's in the second year of that deal there's two years left and he is upset Uh, and this is what he said after a recent uh, game where he was sat in the fourth quarter in overtime a lot of teams don't have a good center they are going to use their strengths it's bs it's really bs man There are a lot of teams that can use a center. The minutes have been like that all year. It's really frustrating. It's tough. I don't know, man. It's crazy. I don't understand it. And then, when asked if the situation has caused him to contemplate his future in Miami, Whiteside replies, I don't know. Maybe. That was (laughs) was all from uh, ESPN.
2: Yeah, so the question comes... Is there a scenario in which Dallas should pursue Whiteside again? And take two? two summers, take two. Uh, you know, two summers ago, Mark Cuban was the first one to get the first crack at him in free agency, and met with him. It's pretty obvious that the max was on the table. A lot of reports that came out. He chose to go back to South Beach, and um, you know, obviously Miami got more money. You know, Cuban even said it after that. He's like, "Hey, I get it. You know, money thing, whatever." But kind of the relationship was started. You know, started there for from the Mavericks' point of view. So it got more steam because after his rant, he goes on Instagram, posts this emoji of just like watching Dennis's highlight dunk. It was like, "Yeah, look at this." You know, some things go around on Twitter. This Mavericks site. tweets and was like you would be you know welcome in dallas make your way here blah 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 dennis smith jr is not even tagged in it he likes it he likes the thing telling Whiteside to come to dallas you know he'd be welcome with open arm then dennis follows him on twitter follows so his side yeah follows white side on twitter so then everybody's like oh my gosh they're both from north carolina and you know the whole twitter detective uh universe squadron came which
0: um, which by the way I put you in my 10 things that I posted yesterday uh oh being a Twitter detective
2: that Twitter detective actually it's just me scrolling through bed and through the <laughs> through Instagram I'm uh, in bed at night and I'm like oh why is that I commented on this you know how on Instagram it like shows people that's like verified yeah or if you and, follow
0: them yeah and
2: it's like oh cool he likes Dennis's dump but yeah so pretty much is there a scenario in which you would want it and where this is, you know, kind of came to be is like a lot of people are there's, I feel like there's not a middle ground a little bit because there's been a lot of people over this past week that's like, I don't want to touch him with a 10 foot pole. And then some people's like, heck yeah, bring him in. We need a center. Like we haven't had a center in a long time. So my thing is, and what I feel like we might debate or talk about is, is there a scenario, is there any scenario in which you would want Hassan Whiteside? And for me, there is. A scenario that I would want him for Nick, I don't know. Probably just one scenario, but go ahead and tell me yours. So my scenario is like it's pretty simple. If we draft a big in with our first pick, if we get an Aiden, Bomba, Jaron Jackson, somebody that's going to play five, play the five, play center. I'm done. Like no, don't go for Whiteside. Um, because for the most part. If, assuming Dirk comes back, Dirk's going to start at the five next year. The center's probably going to come off the bench. Then we come... So, like, there's no sense of getting Whiteside. But the scenario comes in to where, like, what if we get Luka? What if we get Mikel Bridges? What if we even get somebody like Michael Porter Jr.? Or somebody that plays the four. Maybe maybe Bagley. And the five spot's still wide open. It's mainly dealing with, like, Mikel or Luka. Um... Either one of the guys, because then I, I could see Dallas, because Dirk's still going to start. But that's let's let's just leave the starting thing out of the question. Then it comes into, that's the scenario in which I would entertain it. So my thing that I wrote about, I wrote about this scenario in which you'd pursue Whiteside. What if, and it would only be a salary dump for Miami. Like, if I don't come away with the big in the draft, and Miami is just saying, hey, he's become a headache, we just want to unload him. We want to free up cap space because we're the Miami Heat. We can sign people and get people to come here. We want to free up cap space. So somebody help us out. So what if Dallas turned around and offered Wesley Matthews, his, which will be an expiring contract, and one of that second, second round pick? That would be like, let's just say pick 50 for Hassan Whiteside.
0: So Hassan Whiteside has uh, twenty four million dollars on the books next year, and then the year after is twenty seven million dollars. So you're essentially, if you trade Matthews for Whiteside, you're that's taking up what is that? math? <laughs> is, so
2: so here's uh, the deal: it's you six were...
0: six million more for next year than than Matthews would take, and then obviously the twenty seven million is is just massive for the the year after that.
2: Yeah. So. So you you would go into this summer, switching those out, taking six million away from your cap. So then immediately you go down to depending on it's hard to figure come up with the exact number right now, um, deciding who they bring back, non guarantees and stuff, but like, Cap holes and say, everything. Yeah, let's just say you have like fifteen million left in like cap space or something like that. So and you know, you're setting on Whiteside, Barnes, Dennis, your first round draft pick, let's say Mikhail Bridges, something like that. Um and then yeah, you look at that summer. You know, that's that's the commit that's the huge commitment right there is the summer of two thousand nineteen. Do you feel like you will have a realistic shot to get somebody better than Hassan Whiteside in free agency? And then also he will be an expiring contract that year. So but when you look across the across the roster, if that deal is made, there's no one else on the roster besides him and Barnes that's gonna be making a ton of money. So When you really look at like cap space wise, because after that, I mean, who's next Dwight Powell be on the last year of his deal. I think at that point, be
0: like 10 million for Dwight.
2: Yeah. And then, I mean, Dennis and the draft picks still on the rookie deals, depending on what Doug comes back for Seth Curry. If Curry, yeah. What Curry comes back for, you know, Dirk will assume he'll be gone at that point. Uh, (laughs) Don't think about it, but uh, he's talking about the year
0: after next. He's not talking about next year.
2: Yeah, yeah, not next year. So, so yeah, that's the scenario in which I would entertain, entertain it because, like, I get the headache stuff um, as far as just him and, like, the locker room stuff that you hear about, whatever. But for me, I'm just – I'm so tired of not having a big man in the middle. It feels like we've had this revolving door for so long, and I get that white side struggles, like, perimeter defensive-wise. But, like, I mean, it was just last year he averaged 17 and 14 a game, two blocks a game. Three years ago, he averaged 3.7 blocks a game. I mean, that's that's some impressive numbers. So I think it would. Um,
0: yeah, and in his per 36 this year is like 19 and 16 <laughs> yeah, points so and like, rebounds. I mean, he's, he's still putting up numbers. He's not getting as
2: much time. So he would be like, here's my thing. He would be like plan C for me when a lot of people, it wouldn't even be a plan. But I think for me it would be like plan C, something like that.
0: That's understandable if you like have no more options. I just after the Nerlens thing, and this is we've been talking about this in the in the money Mavs Moneyball Slack a lot. That, that that bigs now scare us because especially bigs that have a, a history of being disgruntled or have some issues or something. Because after the Nerlens situation, it's why just,
2: why big why disgruntled bigs though? Big just like like that. guys that have issues, guys that that
0: either you know don't work hard or guys that you know just have issues because it, it it's just it's already happened and so we're like man what if this happens again what if carlisle has an issue with this again you know we thought that you know maybe he would have an issue with dennis dennis comes in he's awesome he's a you know one of the like a probably a perfect rookie you know uh attitude wise for carlisle and so that worked out really well but what if he didn't? What if he, you know, what if he had a, a bad attitude? Would we talk be talking about the situation in the same way? Probably not. And uh would Hassan Whiteside be a guy like that? Maybe. He's already he's doing it now, and he's doing it under Eric Spolstra, who's a really, really good coach. I just, I don't know. I would I would be hesitant about it, but as sort of a last resort, yeah, I think so. The other thing is when we talked about this earlier, I getting rid of, of Wes, and I know it's kind of the only way you can do it, but Getting rid of Wes and then adding Hassan Whiteside, is that just like treading water? I mean, Whiteside's probably better than Wes, but then you're, you're getting rid of some of that cap space, getting rid of some of that flexibility. Then who's your two? Who's playing next to Dennis? Who's defending guards on the perimeter?
2: Mikhail Bridges.
0: Hopefully Mikhail Bridges. Would, that would be the scenario. But what if it's Luca? <laughs> then you're just like, yeah. then you just try to play that, uh, that Pacers style. When they have I don't know,
2: a, I, if it's Dennis, Luca, Barnes, Whiteside, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. That honest. is
0: that is pretty exciting. You, then you you just do the uh, 2000 like 13 14 Pacers uh, thing where you just feed everybody to the basket and just let you know Whiteside it, feast on them.
2: And here's the here's the crazy thing, I know it's it's sacrificing six million in cap, but what if you could make that trade and still get one of the restricted free agent power forwards? That
0: would be really tough. You'd have to do a lot of cap gymnastics to do that.
2: Kinda, kinda, but well, there's some we scenarios also- in which Dallas could get some a lot of cap space if they just start renouncing all the your people. They don't bring back non guarantees like Maxi Dodo stuff like that, and they really, if they have a shot to form a legitimate playoff team, I wouldn't put it past them to try and go for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, they could they could do that. We also don't know what some of these guys are going to get in free agency. Like they all yeah, all yeah, the all know. these guys have question marks. There were all the guys we're talking about, uh, except for Capella. And in, in this scenario, we wouldn't go after Capella anyway. But yeah. like Julius Randle has questions. Jabari has two questions that are attached to his shins. He has uh, Aaron Gordon has questions as to like where he fits and what's his ceiling and you know what kind of player can he? What's his floor? I guess is another question for Aaron Gordon. Uh there's also yeah. not a lot of money out there, so what if the Mavs could throw together the best you know the best package for some of these guys? Um speaking of Julius Randle, I think I'm out on Julius Randle. What? He's a Laker. Yeah, over the last over the last two months or so his defense has just completely fallen off.
2: And I don't like to judge anybody that's a non playoff team over the last like month or so of the season.
0: It's the last couple months though, and it's because he's been given a bigger offensive load. And when he's given that load, he doesn't, he can't try as hard on defense. And when he can't try as hard on defense, he's not a shot blocker. So no. you're like, you have a four now that doesn't really block shots, can't really shoot, and then you're like, well, okay, what, you know, like, what am I getting in this? There's just too many. He's he's so effort based. He's so effort based. Like his his play is almost a hundred percent reliant on his effort.
2: But I would like him alongside certain bigs. Like I think I would like him alongside Bamba, because Bamba would make up for the defense rebounding. Randall would rebound, but like Randall alongside Dirk, I would really have a problem with. That would be a problem for sure. You you (laughs) kind of need somebody to counter Dirks, um, you know, lack of defense stuff like that. So and we're
0: hoping that Bamba develops a jump shot in that scenario too.
2: Yeah, I mean, just something like Gobert or something like that. Which I mean, like we said on the pod, I mean, he attempted 50 something threes last year, so he's comfortable with taking the shot. Bamba, Bamba did. Oh, Bamba
0: did. I thought you were talking about Gobert. I'm like Gobert's not. No, him. no, no. Bamba in college. <laughs> Could be like Brick Lopez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, he,
0: There you go. That's the sun white side. There's that's kind of I, I kind of I'm with you on that scenario. I think that that would be okay, but I am you. Just weird. watch
2: out for the trade scenario. That's my thing of Mavericks have a lot of options this summer and the natural thing is, you know, assuming Boogie's off the table and you're looking at some of these next guys, like one of these restricted guys, we know you know how restricted free agency works for most of our listeners do. You know, no matter what we sign them to, their their team has an option to to match that offer. So if we sign Julius Randle to a deal on day one of free agency, Lakers have three days to match it and they can. So, like, we could strike out on all the restricted guys. My my thing is just watch that – watch the trade market. Watch out for the guys like Whiteside. Like – I'm just throwing a name out there. Like Andrew Wiggins. Like somebody – some of these um, guys that Good are on... Good Lord. Please save me next year
0: for our starting five. includes <laughs> Barnes and Wiggins I'm just, it. Oh, my gosh. I'm not
2: saying he, he will be a target for Dallas. I'm saying guys like that are on big contracts that teams might look to unload because Dallas will, have, will likely have the expiring contract of West, which will be 18.6, that will help match some of these bigger contracts. And they'll have assets, different stuff like that. So... The the options Dallas has this summer is just ridiculous and what could what could happen and they can match almost every salary in the league by throwing a couple people together and it's it's gonna get it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild next uh, three or four months.
0: I just keep thinking of the mid range jumpers, all the mid range jumpers that would happen if he had a Wiggins Barnes
2: wing. Who, are you, more, who are you more? Uh, who you more? Who you more happy about for the future, Wiggins or Whiteside? Just not even in Dallas. Just their careers. Mm. Wiggins signed a five-year, hundred and like fifty million dollar deal. See, I'm still on Wiggins Island. I still, I think he can be fine. For the right price, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Is he, is he 21 or 22? <laughs> He's somewhere in the low 20s, and that's something we didn't really mention about Whiteside, and that's something to keep in mind of why I wouldn't give up a ton for him. He's going to be 29 this summer. I mean, he's yeah. pretty much nine years older, almost 10 years older than Dennis Smith Jr., which is wild to really think about.
0: Good thing about that, though, is he's not, like, 30 already. You know, he, he's going to be 29, and so he's going to be 29, and then his next season, when he has that huge contract, he'll be 30. So, it you know, yeah. like, for a big it kind of starts falling off after that. And so that's the end of that deal. And so you wouldn't necessarily like you, there's an out, there's an out there. Like there's an exit strategy for that. If that turns into something bad.
2: Yeah. That yeah, also sure.
0: is like a massive contract.
2: Yeah. For, and, and honestly, I don't think the white side thing will happen mainly because I think we'll get a big on draft night. So
0: yeah. So if, if you get a bomba, if you get an Aton you get a Jaron Jackson,
2: uh, Yeah, any of those guys completely
0: out, completely out then on that, on that note. Yeah. All right. Let's hear now from our friends at the locked on Celtics podcast to talk to us all about this Kyrie Irving
2: injury.
1: John Corrales here from locked on Celtics to talk about the breaking Kyrie Irving injury news. He is going to have surgery on his left knee to remove screws that were implanted in 2015 when he fractured his patella. Now, You might remember a few weeks ago, he had surgery on that same knee to remove a supporting wire that was also part of that same injury. Now what they have found is an infection at the site of the screws. So they're going back in, they're going to take the screws out, they're going to clear up the infection. The Celtics say his knee is structurally sound, but it's going to take four to five months for everything to recover and for him to get back to playing basketball. The Celtics focus has always been on next season, especially after the Gordon Hayward injury. But now they definitely will not have Kyrie Irving back for the playoffs. After the initial surgery, they had thought maybe he'd return at some point in the first or second round. Now that is out. So the immediate impact for the Boston Celtics is – Terry Rozier is probably going to move into the starting point guard role, a role that he has served well for the Celtics so far in Kyrie's absence and in Marcus Smart's absence. They hope to get Marcus Smart back at some point in the first round. He's got He's had that thumb surgery to repair a torn tendon, so hopefully for the Celtics that he comes back, but immediately they will not have Kyrie Irving for this playoff run. It's going to be tough getting out of the first round for the Celtics. If they do and they get to a second round, that's going to be especially difficult. So I'm sure teams are going to start lining up hoping to play the Celtics in that second round. That specifically would be Cleveland. Long term, they say the knee is structurally sound and they hope to start next season with a healthy Gordon Hayward and a healthy Kyrie Irving. And the Celtics' priority has always been that. So... We'll see how that goes. But right now, there's no further damage. It's not another injury. It's not a separate thing. It's all part of the same thing to clear up what they had done to fix his knee in 2015. And this should remove every apparatus that was in there. And once that's out and healed and the infection is gone, Kyrie Irving should be good to go. We'll see. That's the breaking news. I'm John Corrales from Locked On Celtics.
0: All right, that was our friend John Corrales from the Locked On Celtics podcast. If you're interested in Celtics or if the Mavs ever play the Celtics, go listen to them the day before. They'll talk about the Celtics if you're into that kind of stuff. I don't know. Some people like scouting the other team. So Kyrie Irving having surgery on the knee. This is uh this is the same knee he had in, he, he had surgery on in 2015, so this is a reoccurring injury. That kind of scares me when you look at, at stuff like that, stuff that keeps coming up and coming up. This is also the same place that he had that cleanup back on March 24th.
2: Clean
0: up, clean. Up. And he, had, my sister used to watch this show called The Big Comfy Couch, and they had this thing where they, they would, uh, they had this clean up thing, and they played that, uh, that really fast like B song, and she, they would just show this girl like in fast motion, just like picking up everything, and my sister would just run around the room frantically and grab things. I'm like, you're making more of a mess just by grabbing and throwing things around. Then, hmm. so Kyrie Irving, he's out for the playoffs. Uh, man, what a what a season for the Celtics! Their top two players are now injured and out. Depending on what you congratulations
2: feel, congratulations to LeBron James. Get another another star in the <laughs> Eastern Conference. Every day when you walk down.
0: into the finals. Shout so, out to Arthur. Shout out to anybody that watched Arthur growing up. Such a great show.
2: Hmm. Arthur was the goat to me back in the day. No, I ain't the goat. Doug's the goat.
0: McDermott. <laughs> Doug Funny, you funny. <laughs> Doug Funny had a friend named Skeeter, so I don't know. What Skeeter. What was Doug Funny's dog's name?
2: I can't remember if I like Doug. <laughs> I'll be a Doug.
0: <laughs> I like Doug. All right, if you know I'm cracking up at random things, it's too late. So, guys, there we go. Kyrie Irving, he's out for the playoffs. LeBron James, congratulations for making your 27th finals appearance in a row
2: congratulations on being in the Eastern Conference.
0: Man, he, cuz he owns Toronto. Like there's no way that team can like do anything to him. Who else? I mean, unless this is the only ol- is the only scenario. Okay, there, then there's two scenarios. Like all of a sudden just Philly, they play out of their minds and they just take it up another level in the playoffs, which is so hard to do. Or if like all of a sudden Milwaukee just figures it out. Like something clicks in Milwaukee where no, either coach sucks. Either <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's like the limited, the limited, uh, rotation or something like that. Like, if there's something, they have
2: the talent, bro. Milwaukee, yeah, they, I, they have such like, I
0: Zach Lowe was talking about this on his podcast today. I just don't understand. They, like, they have a borderline all star point guard in, in Bledsoe, they have borderline all star wing in Middleton. They have Jabari, who's now back. You have Giannis, who's like probably top three player in, in, the United States of everything and yeah, I just, and, and role players, they have other role players too. Like, I mean, Jeez. Well then he signed a five year deal recently, like it was that two years ago? I think he's got like three more years left, but it's a good point. Uh he's also still like seventeen, so <laughs> He's like 23 or 24, but all right, there you go. That's locked on Mavericks. That's all the news. That's all the white side talk. That's the Kyrie Irving stuff. That's the uh, injuries to the Mavs guys. A couple more games left. Four more games left. Four? Yeah. Four more games left. Five more games left. And uh, go check out on Mavs Moneyball. I mentioned this earlier. My 10 things. A lot of interesting stuff in there. I go on more rants in there. I uh, call out Isaac for being a Twitter detective. And there's also, there's a stat in there, Isaac. Only two teams in the entire NBA have done this this season. The Rockets and the Mavericks. The only two teams that have done this this season. So go check it out. Go read that. Isaac, what do you got going on? That's like a weird humble brag for you. Nice. There you go. You can go read that. Also, the uh, Mavs Gaming Twitter tweeted out what their uh, facility is going to look like. Sort of a, uh, I guess, a, a digital version of what it's going to look like. And it's essentially the My Player like, world that you walk around in <laughs> in real life. <laughs> it's going to be wild, man. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked on Mavs.
1: Oh.